Okie dokie, season six, Orange is the New Black. Gonna try to stay positive. Gonna try to, <laughs> gonna try to say good stuff. Gonna try not to go, what the fuckity fuck are we doing by season six? You know what it is? Oh, by the way. Hmm. Hi, everyone. <laughs> I was like, we're gonna just get right into it. That's just fine. Just right into it. This is Lisa, Andre, Ian. Let's just get right into it. So I like these characters. You know what I mean? Like I've gotten used to them. Mm-hmm. And when the show comes around, I'm like, oh, there's, you know, Suzanne and, and all of these characters. But then by, by the time we get to season six, even though the writers are saying they're trying to focus on some core characters, they're throwing a bunch of brand new characters at you. So I don't know if I'm buying that. Yes, we focus on some few a few characters, but then we just shit canned a bunch that we don't know. They went they got they went to Ohio. Yeah. So I'm very confused as to. I mean, I understand this is the aftermath of the riot. I had a problem with the, the riot season. I had my problems there, but this is not a recap of season six. I mean, season five. But where we landed was very awkward, very wonky. Yeah. And it seemed like the entire season was was all over the place. I enjoyed the pilot with with uh, Suzanne and the Charlie Brown song and like her, you know, kind of doing this recap through performance and, and her like cell TV. Uh, and then after that, I don't know if I enjoyed it anymore. I think I've been sticking around. For it to uh, not treat me bad, you know. I don't think yeah. it's walking deading me. I don't think it's walking deading me. No, not at all. Um, so I'm on the right path. With I just I wasn't confused. I was just like, but why all these new characters, yo? If I mean, yeah, I I I kind of feel the same way about this season. Um, I understand the need for new characters because we are in a completely different setting. Sure. But none of them, to me, were like, they were either really annoying, Madison, mm. Badison. or just not, Badison, or just not interesting. No. Like, the leader the leader of those two cell blocks. Yeah, I didn't care about the both, sisters Both so of much. them were just like, eh. Yeah. They murdered their little sister. That's cool, I guess. I mean, no one has, like, a, a sunny backstory in this, in this show. That wasn't the problem. It was just, for me, they were just not interesting well yeah and again like I, I i love that frida was tied i mean my favorite character on the show well one of my favorite characters let's just say it this way my favorite white character on the show is frida my favorite characters on the show are um i love suzanne of course tasty and um cindy mm-hmm. the, those are the girls that i kind of track with the white characters, I tend to just kind of go to sleep. I know it's Piper's story, allegedly, like she's driving us there, but I'm not a big fan of Pipex or whatever their ship name is. I mean, I just don't, I've never really cared. Um, I've never really cared about Piper's character, and I know that's blasphemy, and I know I'm supposed to love Taylor Schilling, and I'm sure Taylor Schilling is awesome. I've seen her in other things, and she is awesome. I don't hate Piper. I just don't, I kind of, eh, Piper. Yeah, they were setting up this like really cool like where's Alex sort of thing, and then Alex sort of pops up and everything is fine. Mm. I feel like it would have been interesting like maybe not have Alex there, and then Piper gets out, and then she actually get, she has like something to do that yeah. now that she's out, she's gonna go find Alex and figure out where she is. Right. But instead, the show is just like, oh, we'll just bring her back, and then they'll have a wedding. Which I mean, I thought it was cute. I thought the wedding. I thought the I wedding was, was nice. But by the end of it, I'm just like, none of these characters really went anywhere interesting. Well, I mean, I Piper the... got out. We knew that was going to happen. Sure. I was Flores, kind of surprised it happened this season, but yeah. Flores got out straight into the hands of Ice, right. which is, we can talk about that later. That made your eye mess up. We'll get to what that. Yeah. Um, I'm feeling you on the burnout of like, let's talk about where we are. Here's what... I don't, yeah. I, I don't care much for like the Joe and Figueroa stuff. No. I don't care for it. Pensatucky's yeah. storyline, didn't care for it. A, no. a lot of it was just like, don't care for it. No. <laughs> like, I don't know. 
They had the opportunity with the, like the new setting to like go somewhere. Right. I feel like the only new element they introduced was like the whole thing with the guards and like the fantasy inmate thing, which is like terrible, but also it was only, it was the real like only new thing. Yeah. That was sort of you know, like a new plot that we haven't seen before, I guess. And it was a little ham fisted, but I did like seeing, you know, Tasty's past, you know, her friend who's a guard there and the guard acting like she's a she's better than her and then we yeah i did i did like that i did like that yeah with, i like with, to, i would love to see tasty back in the day you know being who she was then so i appreciated that mm-hmm. and i love danielle brooks i just i kind of want her off this show now so she can be in other stuff because she's so good mm-hmm. i mean i know she does other stuff i just want her to be like she's so good i like again in uzo duba and you know there's just I, my, the, I, it's just, I think the problem is obvious, right? That we have all these amazing actors and great characters and we, we were cramming them on a, on the, on the page and you're not giving them anything real to do. It feels mm-hmm. like everybody got business, but the way they did tasty was just like, what the fuck? They hung murder on her. And then they're doing light, fluffy stuff. And then Daddy gets Daya hooked on drugs. And I loved the Daddy character. I thought the Daddy character was amazing. I mean, I got to tell you, this writer's room and Gingy Cohen is wonderful at churning out these fantastic characters. And mm-hmm. these people show up and audition and they nail them. And then they try to put everybody in the season and they and they had to cut like about 12 people that we were used to seeing from last season. Yeah. And now we have these new people on the bench and we don't have a whole lot of time. You know, you're not going to spend any more time with uh, with Badison and with the sisters. You know, those people are just going to be for this season. So I, I don't I was just it was so they took us nowhere new. I should try to stay positive. I'm trying to stay positive. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. For me, it's like, I'm trying to figure out like, like the reasoning why they decided to basically like reboot everything, introduce all these new characters. At first, it seems like we, we lose like, like a third of the cast that we're usually used to. Yes. We lose them. There's no okay, Boo. So the riot- we barely see Sophia. There's no Yoga Jones. Boo was in there for like a hot second. Like, which for, was for really disappointing seconds. because I love Boo. Yes, Boo is one of my favorites. I love that character. Yeah. But so they're like, so they're taking out, and again, this might be, we don't know, actor availability, what have you. Um, but so you're, thin- so you're thinning out your main cast, but then at the same time, you're adding new characters that will most likely not make it into the new season. Right. So it's now it's kind of like, I'm not sure if if the show wants me to care about these new characters in such a small amount of time. Yeah. Or it's the fact, oh, new setting, we have to have new characters as well. Like it's it's kind of a mixed bag for me. I don't know kind of what the what's happening from season to season either. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's kind of we're on a ramble. I feel like we're on a journey and I'm trying to track with it. I'm trying to track with it. I have a pretty good attention span. Uh, but I don't think the show knows. It. I mean, the show likes to pretend like it knows where it's going. But I just I'm watching it and I'm like, really? Do you really know where you're going? Yeah. Again, you know, if you did if, if this show was 24 episodes a season and you could spend time with all of these characters, maybe I'd give a shit about Linda Ferguson, the 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 corporate executive who was, you know, falsely imprisoned. I mean, yeah. it was kind of funny in season five watching her like. Hank the ass getting like, you know, shown the business. But then like, like in season six, I don't, I don't care. I don't really want to hear mm-hmm. any more about that. Like you said, I don't want to hear Chaputo, whatever his name is. I don't, he's fine, I guess. But we just had these like after school moments, darkness, and then yucks. And then random just plots and side plots and sub sub plots. And then characters are gone. So mm-hmm. I'm not saying the show should not be on Netflix. I'm going to probably watch season seven. I just wish they could do what they're saying, like focus on some core characters and let's just sit with them a while. I think it's, I think we're headed into interesting territory where Piper's out of prison. I don't think I want to see her like catching up on like 
all of her shows on her couch and whining to her exes. I don't think I will. I, I can really stand that, you know. And is and is she going to just be prison gay? What kind of who is Piper really? Is she a mm-hmm. bisexual woman? Is she conveniently gay? Is she you know gay for a season? Who who is she? You know, and and how will these personas play out in real life? That could be interesting. Like I said, Piper is really hard for me. I don't really care about uh, white women a whole lot on screen. I just don't, they don't, they're not my thing. So I don't know how that'll play out. Again, I like Alex just fine. I think Laura does a hell of a job. I know she's been directing episodes and they, and I think that's probably where her focus is. Uh, This is probably one of the first seasons where I've really liked Alex. And I think it's because less is more maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they just don't tend to write Alex in a way that makes her interesting to me. Or maybe it's yeah. just because white, white is not my thing on this show. Um, because the numbers in prison, the open even tells you this. The numbers in prison are predominantly women of color. Mm-hmm. And I know that, that the show was brought to us by Piper's story of white girl gets imprisoned, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't flow with the real life story. It doesn't really go that way in real life. So I don't know. Again, it's kind of like the problem I was having with Glow is I'm here for the women of color stories, which, which Jinji Cohen insists upon the show reflecting where we are. And if you're going to do that, then I think and, and she does spend a lot of time with the girls' stories. She does spend a lot of time with the women of color stories, but I don't like, again, it's like it's, they're thwarted. Mm-hmm. They're stunted, you know? Yeah. Um, that's, I feel like we have a, a cast of wacky characters that have these cruel one-liners that are deliciously funny sometimes and sometimes tone deaf and no one ever really gets any um, justice or or even a, a third act to their tale. Mm-hmm. So the show usually, ends, it makes me feel frustrated. The past several seasons have made me feel frustrated. But, but I don't know, at least with like the V story, even though it was a sap fest when we see Rosa run over her, I still kind of like the way they handled it, that Rosa went out gangster style by running over V. I was like... Okay, if you're going to go out on a bang, I liked that one. The, the heartbreak of losing um, Pusey. That mm-hmm. one, again, it reflected where we were in the times. That was a pretty strong season, and we didn't have just... It was still a pretty wide cast, but they still managed to get some business done without it feeling so scattered and unfocused. That was season two, right? That was season four, five. Oh. Four. Pusey dies in, in at the end of season four. Yeah. There you four. go. Yeah, seasons the first three or four. Yeah, I'd say one through four. I was like, okay, there was like a there seemed to be a focus. You know, year one, Piper's in prison, learning how all the stuff and blah blah blah. And it was just I loved that first season because we're getting to meet all this cast of characters and Boo and and everybody seemed dangerous. You know, we were like meeting uh, Nikki and uh, we mm-hmm. were meeting Red and and Red that they've all but just pulled her teeth by. Season six, yeah. you know, Kate Mulgrew was just languishing and uh, being subverted. And that's how it is for older inmates. I get that. But it was just all of these glorious characters that we started with. It feels like uh, unfocused. Yeah, I think the interesting part is, is I don't really feel like. I don't feel like these problems are because we're like the show is like fatiguing. I feel like they've they've changed the way they're writing these these character stories. So instead of like having three or four different characters with three or four different storylines and having the rest of the cast cast sort of of like revolve around those storylines and occasionally interlap, they're now giving like six to eight characters their own sort of different story. And they sort of trade off which ones they want to talk about in the episode mm. in a way that it, as a confu- as a viewer, it's overwhelming because you're not sure if you're supposed to be invested in it, and you're not, and your brain doesn't know who you're supposed to be caring about, who you're supposed to be taking sides with. Like for me, all the administration stuff with like Figueroa and um, yeah, 
what's her what's her name? It doesn't matter. The the lady. The the lady, the MCC lady. I didn't yeah. care I didn't care. I didn't care yeah. about Joe. It, I mean, I liked what he was doing at the end of the season, like talking to Tasty, confronting that that officer who like actu- actually shot Piscatello in the head. Yeah, I liked the stuff he was doing at the end. I wish he was doing more of that through the season, so I could right. like care about that story a little bit more. I just don't but care I, about administrative shit. I don't watch procedurals. I don't watch Law and Order. I don't watch any of those crime shows. And I am not saying that they're awful and I'm above it. I'm saying I don't watch them. They're not my thing. Like, you know, like, again, white girls are not my thing. That's why I don't watch that HBO show. Everybody loves all them white ladies on it having problems. I don't watch that stuff. It's just not my thing. Like, you might not like caramel. I love me some caramel. You don't like dark. I don't like dark, dark chocolate, but I love me some caramel. You know what I'm saying? It's like, mm-hmm. I what I meant by that. I love me some dark chocolate as far as, as far as other things go. But it's a matter of taste, right? So I don't really want to go watch a show and then all of a sudden it becomes a procedural. I'm here to watch a cast of characters, you know, going through their journeys. And, you know, it started out as a, basically a camp and now they're in Supermax. Okay, I'm here for that. I don't really give a fuck about corporate red tape and the politics there. I, I just don't care. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the opening doesn't have a, you know, a montage of desks and files and board yeah. meetings. You know, yeah. there's nobody on the poster with folded arms and a pantsuit. If you're going to, if you tell me it's about that, I'm not going to watch it. And I love yeah. Caputo. I love this actor. I know he's amazing. Again, Nick Sandow, it's fantastic. And I love Joe and, and, and Joe on a longer season might get to shine. And it's so hard to shine on this show when you're giving seconds, you know, when you're giving bits and drabs. But what mm-hmm. really freaked me out this season was what they did with Black Cindy, uh, Adrian Moore's character. I love Black Cindy. Mm-hmm. She and again, I could just see her and Danielle Moore just do their own show if they just did a, not even a spinoff. Just those two ladies just need, need to do comedy and they need to have sitcoms and they need to be the leads in them because they've proven they can carry material. So here's Black Cindy. She sees what happens. She sees who shoots Piscatello. She's actually accidentally shot by the guards. And I'm, was I high? I know I wasn't drinking watching these because it was so, there was so much going on that I knew I couldn't even have a glass of wine because it, I was like, I'm taking notes and I was like, what the fuck is happening? So like what, so Cindy sees it. She's there with crazy eyes and she tells Cindy, you know, she tells Crazy Eyes Suzanne a story and then tells her another story. And then Suzanne gets all warped out about it and acts out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then Cindy at the end is just, you know, we, we at, the, at the, the softball game, she's just sitting there calling color on the softball game and letting her friend get, you know, going up for life, going up for, was it second degree murder or whatever? Yeah. I mean, I know we're going to play that out in, like, the next season for sure, but it just felt like Cindy was sort of, like, being flipped. Like, she would... It was very out of character. And I'm not blaming this on the actor. It's just, the, why did the writers just sort of leave us in a play where, place where Cindy is not, like... Cindy wouldn't be going out in the field and doing, like, a, a kickball game. Mm-hmm. I think she would be... Did I read that wrong? I know she feels bad, but why doesn't she tell the truth why is she outraged i don't know i was very confused by the way that went down i think i i remember the that scene with her lawyer where she tries to sort of undo it like she's telling him like you know tacy didn't do it and he's like i'm not listening to this right now we can't change it now right. you know you're you already made the deal and like i don't know i like i liked the the conflict and what isn't just her it was like all the characters That's having true. to like decide whether they want to throw their friends under the bus or they want to serve 10 more years sure sure i appreciated that too i'm just saying yeah. i don't think i attract f- with what where cindy landed i know that she couldn't undo and she was being offered a deal and she saw that she couldn't save her friend i'm just talking about the the way she was directed to be a little flip there at the end or no or... yeah no yeah i was I'm, i was getting there um, oh, okay i'm so sorry so sorry <laughs> no you're fine um so yeah i i like i like that conflict i like that scene where where cindy tells tasty essentially what she's done you know and but i do agree like at the end it's kind of just like yeah by the end of it she's just calling out plays on the kickball field um and i'm like she literally she just 
portrayed her friend to save her less to save her time so she doesn't have to serve as much jail time and i agree with you it did seem a little bit out of character i guess but at the same time i'm wondering like if i was in that position facing like 10 more years in jail would i turn on just about anybody maybe so like, but what I'm just kind saying, of stress would I you just, have to be under i just see cindy being like on it like cindy's laying under the desk because she's internalizing like her pain because her stomach is all messed up because she's she's you know she's fucked her homie and she doesn't i think she sees tasty as her family man like that's her yeah. that's her kin they ain't got nobody in the real world these two you know this is all they have this is the, and the a prison family is a real thing people make gangs prison you know hard knocks this is your family dude and like i just i don't know if i agree with cindy not doing those 10 years I, I understand. I like that the show in this particular moment, this is where the show is so good. That's why you watch it. Mm-hmm. The show is grappling with these real things. They don't have to be these big. We don't need a prison riot every season. We don't need a big thing. I think just these kinds of things that the inmates are dealing with is what draws me to the show and what I show up for. You know, Doggett escaping during the thing and going on a road trip with her rapist boyfriend. I I'm I don't know what's happening there, or why she's let to be while she's allowed to go to Florida after being an escapee. I guess that's so nobody wants to admit to that. But there's so many things that happen where I'm like, the logic for me didn't flow, mm-hmm. and and maybe sometime a choice in someone's reaction, specifically that one, stands out. Mm-hmm. One thing I, I did actually really like was how the show sort of. Um, treated the way that the old guards came back to their jobs and how they sort of dealt with like the PTSD of the situation and being back in that environment. I thought that was really interesting, especially um, the blonde lady. I don't know her name. I don't know any of these people's names. Um, But I, I, I liked that the show was like willing to take time to be like, yeah, they were basically like tortured and raped by well, they're by prisoners too, inmates. exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and now they're they're forced to be back in this environment because this is the only job that they can get. It's you know? uh, it's a, it's C O McCullough, it's Emily Tarver who plays her. I think she's really good. Mm-hmm. She's uh, and again, there's these you know these guys have to be really good to grab your attention and make you remember them. Um, yeah. so yeah. I just wish they had more episodes in the in the season to to get to the heart of who these people are because and again like Aleda I like Aleda but this is Elizabeth Rodriguez who plays uh, Daya's you know is she Daya's real mom she's Daya's sort of mom I thought remember. she was Daya's real mom she's Daya's mom yeah she is Diaz she is Diaz the same thing yeah so because there's the other girl, woman who is her like her um, prison mom right. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's the... Garcia. Is, it's Garcia, yeah. So, or is it Mendoza? Garcia. Mendoza, sorry. Mendoza, yeah. No, wait. No, I think you're right. It's it's Ruiz, Maria. Uh, right? Or no? Maria Ruiz? Hold on, hold on. I thought that was... I thought she was the one that no, was No, you're like, right. No, it's... it's Yeah, you're right. It's It's Mendoza. Mendoza is Gloria. She's Gloria, the, she's the prison mom thinking. who really, yeah. truly cares about Daya. And mm-hmm. Aleda is just doing the best she can. So she gets out and she gets caught into some sort of pyramid scheme. And yeah. then, you know, again, this sounds like the begin. This looks like the beginning of a story. And then it's just we only spend a little snatch of time with her and her prison guard boyfriend. And she's like, haven't you ever seen anybody evicted? You know, get a box, help a bitch move, you know, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And again, I hope that we see more of that in season seven. Maybe this was a lot of maybe this was a like you said, a reset and now we're going to head into these latter seasons where things are going to, to change in Supermax. And we're going to track with these characters. And maybe we're going to you know, skip over to Ohio and see what's going on with the girls over there and stuff. I mean, I don't know. Uh, and maybe it's just one of these things where I need to be patient. But it, it felt like season six in a very celebrated show, it, it felt like a record scratch more than a reset, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know I keep saying that five different kinds of ways. But it was it was very weird. Uh, mm-hmm. And I, but again, I would like I enjoyed it though. That's the weird thing. At the end of it, I quite enjoyed it. I was I was sad to see it end. I think I needed more 
stuff happening, but yeah. Uh, and I was like, okay, and I don't know how long it's going to be until we get back to season seven, but um, there's there's so much good in here and so many great stories that you could parse out. I think the choice is trying to do this. They had 13 episodes to do this. Uh, the aftermath of the prison, where we are. Yeah. It's a tough thing. I wouldn't want to be in that writer's room. I'd I'd be just I'd just hook up an IV and put whiskey in it and just be sitting there going, I don't <laughs> fucking know. I don't know. I you know, left to me, I would you know, I would just write four episodes of Boo just, you know, running the administration and get fired <laughs> like day one. So what the fuck do I know? I just know I enjoyed these characters. I don't think I enjoyed the journey in this season, but maybe I'm supposed to have just absorbed it to set up the next season, but I felt like the claws were taken out of some of my favorites. Mm-hmm. The wind out of their sails. I'm not really good at those kind of metaphor things. So Yeah. That's how it felt. I guess <laughs> my my question for you, like regarding the ending, um, we did talk before about, you know, how art is political and all of that. Mm-hmm. But I'm 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 wondering, I feel like in this case, it just went a little too on the nose for me yeah you're, you're and i'm like not, really I'm over really this not, whole everything has got the trump administration in it you're like fuck no listen i'm not <laughs> i completely understand i'm not usually one to complain about politics being in my tv shows and movies i feel like there is a place for it sure but i feel like with this ultimately like i don't know i don't know how to phrase this it just it really did just feel like too on the nose for me like the whole thing with them like turning Lichfield into like immigration detention centers mm. and then Flores setting this whole thing up like her husband and like they're gonna have a kid oh never mind she's you know being deported we we assume yeah um, did she does does she get pregnant we don't know did she get the turkey baster in right because daddy was no it was Nikki who was impregnating her and then Badis, Badison's girls jumped her and beat the shit out of Nikki right or something like that I don't know yeah, I don't. I don't think she is pregnant. Okay. I thought. I think she said that she she wasn't. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, so so Flores is. Here's my problem with the whole Flores taken away by ICE. And what I'm saying about the rest of the series is again, if you had done this three episodes before the ending, mm. you know, I mean, I know they were telegraphing, but if you had, I just it felt tacked on. The story felt very tacked on. It also felt a little bit like womp womp, you know. Let's let's like a little misery porn tour, mm-hmm. um, because it's like ice has been a reality for a while, and then all of a sudden we're addressing how shitty um, Latina prisoners are being treated. Like all of a sudden, do you know what I mean? Like they yeah, have I their- mean like gangs and stuff but like for like so it's like so the show is going well you know we're in these times so we're gonna show you how bad ice is and you love flores and so she's gonna you know she's not gonna get to go with everybody you know i've just felt like it was a little everybody was trying to get it in i know that the show has like like the main premise of the show is like like discussing what is going on with like the prison system sure and I understand that. I know that it's always been a political show. But I feel like as soon as they said that Flores was going to get early release, I was like, please, please don't let anything bad happen to her. Don't be like, oh, just kidding. Which, I mean, they ultimately did. Yeah. But I feel like no, if, they didn't, if they didn't line it up with Piper also leaving, I feel like I might not be feeling the way I am now. Yeah. I don't know. For me, it's like, where is, is it... Like, the white girl is, is leaving. She's going off being happy. Latina girl being sent off, deported. We know that that's a reality. But what is the show ultimately trying to say? Like, is it... we? It's really hard to tell whether or not it's trying to be, like, hyper-realistic or that they're trying to use reality as a storytelling device. Like, for me, it's just, like, I'm not really sure where it lands. I don't, And I don't know specifically why... This bothers me because again the show the show does get very political. Sure. 
But I feel like yeah. the end, it just left a really bad taste in my mouth. I agree with you. The timing was weird. Again, I think the timing is off in the entire season for me. If Flores had been taken away by ice, you know, mid-season, or there, there's the threat of, or we're talking about it, you know, hey, man, you know, people are getting early release, but they're, like, sending their asses back to the homeland. It's like, oh, fuck. You know, I don't know. It could have been in the writing. It could have been in the directing. But it felt a little bit too convenient. But this show does have very convenient endings. You know, again, Rosa gets out in the, in the company van. She's riddled with cancer, and she runs down V. This show does that. So this show has been doing that from the, the get as well, where you have these kind of almost, I want to call it sappy, but very kind of... Yeah, I feel like we're like in a 1980s cop show sometimes. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, oh, okay. I feel like sometimes the show should just freeze frame at the end in the credits roll, like in the <laughs> day. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm feeling that. There's just something off about it. Yeah, and I was just, and I saw it coming, though. I really did see it coming. I'm like, they're going to do a nice thing. Oh, they're going to do a nice thing. And it, but it was still kind of hard for us to watch. Ian was like, shit. Yeah, it was still kind of like a... Oh, fuck. Yeah. Because, you know, you're rooting for Flores. You really, yeah. we like her. And then that, here she is. Yeah, I mean, the show has, the, the the show took time to make a plot, like, for her wanting to, like, have a child. And, like, she gets the hope that she's going to get out and start having this new life. And then, oh, never mind. Yeah. I don't know. I, I really don't know. Maybe if they didn't build up that plot, I wouldn't be feeling the way I am now. Yeah. But I feel like it's also, like, just, like, a big slap in the face to the audience i guess i don't know a lot of people I really felt don't exactly like the way. i really don't like complaining about this stuff because they sound like a very entitled viewer but at the same time i'm just like Ugh. there was a lot of people who felt exactly the way you did about flores and they were like oh, really seriously this is what we're gonna do yeah there was a lot of people who felt that there was a lot of people who had problems with this season as well i think there's a lot of people who feel the way we do i'm going to watch it it's not a show that i'm mad at i'm just kind of head scratching and a little disappointed Mm-hmm. and somewhat kind of like, why is it longer? Why don't we have more time? Why are you introducing? Because, again, I didn't really I – lo- I, nothing against actors. I I follow um, the woman who played – oh, come on. There's so many. I have to go and, like, just scroll through a thousand names to get who was on this season because it's, you know, by the time we get to season six. But, like, the sisters, obviously, I know. Uh, we know – oh, my God. I don't even know their character names. So Mackenzie Phillips, I know her from back in the day. You know, she's been around for a while. She was, you know, I love Mackenzie. Mackenzie Phillips is a fantastic actor. We see her for a few seconds as Barbara, the, one of the sisters. And then, what is the other lady's name? I can't remember. Carol, I think. Is it Carol? Carol and Barb. So, and I, and I love the woman who's playing um, the the other sister. Sorry, I don't have your name to hand, but I follow her on Instagram, and she's a hoot, and she's fantastic, and I'm glad that there's work for all these actors. I mean, that's what I celebrate is that there's work for all of these actors, and they're they're getting to be on screen, and they're getting screen time, and the show is going to have a, a you know several more seasons, I'm sure. But it's just it's so hard to like sit with how this gets packed in. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I. I I keep going back to it. Execution is everything on a huge show like this. And it was, it was frustrating. And I like the chick with the Boston accent who played Badison, but I just didn't care for her character. I was more interested in the other characters like Brock. I was more interested in Brock's, you know, story. And of course I love me some uh, Zirconia. I love Zirconia and I'm glad that she got to shine a little bit, but again, huge field. And then we had two seconds to deal with mental illness inside the prison system with the Lori Petty character. Um, they're, they're trying to tackle a lot of stuff. Follow mm-hmm. from the prison system. What's going on with ICE? What's going on between you know the seniors and this old rumble between these two sisters and Frida's involvement in the old beef and... Tasty's trial. Yeah, and then, then Daya and her new man and... It just, it just came at me like a freight train and then I lay down on the outside and Piper and Alex get married and will they last and will, you know, Piper's got, I mean, Alex has got four more years. What's that going to be? Um, and then just the dark, dark, dark storyline of Tasty distracted me so much because she is my favorite character and the fact that she got done that way. 
And I'm sure that's something that happens quite often is people, there's so many innocent people saddled with crimes they didn't commit in our system. But again, yeah, the tone of this show just shifts so much that it was giving me whiplash. Mm-hmm. But I love the characters. So weird. It's very weird. Made me feel weird. Not bad weird, not good weird, weird, just weird. Weird. Yeah, and I'll watch it. I don't know when the next season's coming, but I'm sure uh, season seven is coming along. We'll see how that goes. And we will watch it. Yeah, I wonder if that'll be the last one. Probably not. You th- yeah. I don't think so. I think they've got several more seasons in them. It's, it's just, There's a lot at stake here. I'd be surprised if they wrapped the show next season. Cool. All right. Thank you guys for uh, following us on social media. Uh, where are those places, Andre? <laughs> sure. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'll do that uh, part. <laughs> um, if you guys would like to follow us on social media, you can follow us at Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Ashen Podcast. Um, if you'd like to get in touch with us, um, any comments, suggestions you have on our show or what we, you want us to tackle next, you can email us at ashlandpodcast.gmail.com and you can listen to us at iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play Music, TuneIn, and our website, ashlandpodcast.com. Awesome. On the horizon, we will be covering Preacher. We will be talking about Castle Rock. Those We're not going to just tell you we're going to cover those and not cover them. Those shows are very good. We will be back. I promise you, I am also going to do Florabama. When those kids stop beating the hell out of each other and that whole season is wrapped, I'm coming back and I'm talking about it. I'll be doing this solo by myself. Ian will just be running the knobs and we'll have nothing to say about it probably. I don't know. Although you are learning a lot about. I'm watching a little bit of it. Who you married. It's kind of the same show every week. Yeah. They just get, they get drunk. They get in fights. They get in fights. Everyone's friends at the beginning of the evening and then they get drunk. They get in fights. And then they hug each other's neck the next morning while they're smoking cigarettes out on the deck going, I'm sorry, I'm mad you. Um, (laughs) But I have some other insights into it. But I am going to do Florabama. So those are definitely on the horizon. We have a couple of like theme shows coming up. We're going to be talking about a couple of things that Andre and I have been like kicking over and kicking around and talking about. So hopefully you'll enjoy those. We just saw um, Ready Player One. That was a lot of fun. We did. Ian loved it. That was great. Did people love Ready Player One? I feel like it got, it it got, People love to hate on Steven Spielberg. <laughs> they love to hate on Steven Spielberg. Um, I, I, never, I didn't see it. I saw the trailer, and I'm just like, oh, this looks very white and heterosexual. I'll pass on it for oh, now. Oh, <laughs> listen to him. Wow. Okay, Smarty Pants. I definitely Pants. was not the only one. <laughs> Smarty Pants, you have my login, and we own it. <laughs> so you can go over there and see just how you're sort of wrong. Was it good? Um, it's it's just, it's a fun movie. It's so fun, it's fun. Especially if you're into like video games. I mean, for me, like I liked all the references. I love just going, oh, and there's that, and there's oh, there's this thing, and there's all of this shit because Disney owns everything now, and they can put all this stuff in there. It's like this pop culture. Yeah, just like fun it's time. just nerd culture. It's really fun, and then of course, it's not totally heterosexual, and it has. Two Asians in the cast. Yeah. I mean, we were kind of blown away. We were like, there's two <laughs> Asians? And they're funny. They're not just one Asian. There's two Asians in the cast. I was like, oh, my God. Yes, the leads are white. The leads are allegedly heterosexual. But there is, um, there is a queer character. But they're, I mean, but they're not like, you know, it's not like, you know, these are... The heartthrobs, A-listers. Yeah, they're like they're, they're just like normal they're misfits. Yeah, yeah. They're, it's just it is it's about fun. that. That's kind of like the theme too. Is that it's about the kind of the, the misfits and it's like a Friday movie with friends and popcorn. It is wonderful like that. I mean, I, I don't need to get deep every time. No, it's just you. Fun. I, like I rented it and you were working, and then you rented it, and then you got all like, were you drinking? Then no. We, then we bought it. Then I just I finished. Well, I finished watching, and it was like two o'clock, and I was like, man, this was fun. I'm gonna buy it. Because you want to watch it again. Yeah. It's really fun to watch. Yeah. To also catch all the references, yeah. it's, it's a good multiple. And the, and the, you know, the animation, not animation, the, the uh, CG is. Yeah. It's fucking phenomenal. It really is. I mean, that's the thing. Watch. It's like everyone's like, ooh, Avatar. This thing blows the shit out of that thing. I fucking hate Avatar. 
Oh, I've always gone on. I never record. watched Avatar. <laughs> I have gone on. I'll go on record for the rest of my life saying, you know, like all these movies, Avatar, that everyone's just like movie. they're all like talking about how groundbreaking their, yeah. you know, their CG is. It's yeah. like, this is this was phenomenal. It was really really good. I can't use that word anymore because you know who uses it, Voldemort. Oh, he ruined that word for me. Can never use it again. Phenomenal. Um, uh, I just can't say it. So, uh, yeah. And what else we watched? Did you watch Deadpool? Oh, I have not. Listen. Oh, let's see. Listen. <laughs> my ru- my listen to him. I was like, listen. One of my, listen. <laughs> one of my friends was supposed to bring over her copy of the DVD. And then, so she comes to my apartment. We were like dog sitting this really cute dog from one like of our neighbors upstairs. This sounds like bullshit. And she came over for the dog. And then I said, hey, do you have the Deadpool DVD? She's like, um, no. <laughs> Um, our apart- I'm just going to call her out. Um, our apartment is like a mess. We can't find it right now. But as soon as we find it, we'll give it to you. I'm like, okay, I might, I might just like rent it. At you this don't need rate. to like, see Deadpool 1 to see Deadpool 2. I don't know. I've wa- I want to see. But you want to see them in order? I do want to yeah, see them in order. You, yeah, you, you, get, you get a little bit of context. I think we one. own Deadpool 1. Go through our watch list library. I think it's No, in- Deadpool 1 is on probably It's on Apple. Apple. Half our shit on Apple and half of shit on Amazon. I know Amazon. it's just it's a fractured household. And then we rent shit and we've already <laughs> bought it. Yeah, we're not we're not we're not very smart people. Yeah, uh, I'll probably end up I'll probably end up uh, renting it, and maybe we can talk about it if we want to. <laughs> no, I just want to know. We don't have to do a podcast on it at all. I just want to know what you think of it. Like you can just be like, I fucking hated it. <laughs> so I'm at least gonna save you the second rental of it because you can watch it on our Prime. But I don't. Yeah. Do you have Apple? You can go to Apple iTunes. If we have it on Apple iTunes, I'll even make it where you can log into the iTunes. I don't think we have no? one. No? Oh, we do have Deadpool. I know we do. We do? In my mind's eye. Yes, we do. So? We saw it in the theater, didn't we? <laughs> no, we did, but we also rented it. I mean, we own it. Huh. I'll send that to you. See? You still don't have to watch it. I'm not, you don't have to. I don't want you to feel like it's homework. No, it's not. It's so. not. It's, it's been a long oh, time coming. Like, I have to get, I have to do it at this point. Um, no, that's fine. It's like literally like three ninety nine to rent. So don't, <laughs> don't stress about it. I can afford the measly $4. <laughs> well, I just, you know, here, here's what it is. I don't want to put you out. Like if there's something like if somebody wanted me to watch something that I was not into, like just say I'd never seen Titanic. I have, it sucks. I don't like it. But somebody said you have to see Titanic because everybody's ever seen it. And it's like 2018. And then, you know, and you were like worried because I, you know, I hate James Cameron or whatever. And like all that kind of stuff. And you're like, hey, I want you to see it. You know, it's like I kind of like I feel like that. Like I would want to like make it readily available to you so that at the end of it, you weren't like hating life that you spent (laughs) your four dollars renting it. Because sometimes, you know, you spent that four dollars. You're like, damn, I could (laughs) have bought a taco or some shit. I could have bought some like really cheap socks or some nose plugs. (laughs) Well, I also haven't watched Titanic. I feel like it's too late now. Like, there's, there's no. Point. I just don't think that you would care. It's like I showed Ian like five minutes of. We watched fifteen minutes of Gone the Wind, Gone with the Wind, and you looked at me and you were like, "My God, this is tedious." Yeah. And he couldn't even get through it. Do you know what's so funny though? When I tell people that I, I like like talking about movies and TV shows, they'll always be like, "Well, have you seen Avatar? No. Have you seen Titanic? No. Have you seen Shawshank Redemption? No. Have you seen Shaun of the Dead? No. Well, how can you say you like movies if you've never seen those movies? <laughs> S- screw you. I can like movies as much as I want. I agree. Just because something's old and it's a classic doesn't mean it's good. Okay. I'm just gonna say it. So like, this is funny that you just said old and a classic. So because <laughs> should we talk about our ages? I mean, I guess. Okay, so I'm 54 <laughs> and you're 20. So that's yeah. what I love. That's what I love. I love that. And Ian just turned 39. So he's sort of in between. So I love it. I mean, I totally have no problems with the youngins going, why the fuck should I watch that old movie? I am totally <laughs> with you. And I'm even going to say something really bold. If you watch Citizen Kane, it ain't all that. I'm sorry. And everybody was my entire, I was like, your age, 20, you got to see Citizen Kane. You got to see Citizen Kane. Oh my God. Everybody was so jizzing yeah. all over this movie. And I finally see it and I'm like, what the fuck? Why are you all like so, 
I mean, I liked Magnificent Ambersons. I liked his other stuff, but I was just like, and then War of the Worlds. I was like, this is pretty cool. Or like, if, if you, you're high, if you watch Dead Poets Society, you're probably going to roll your eyes. Oh my god! <laughs> and like, you and I started dating, and I was like, Empire of the Sun. You've got to see Empire of the, the Sun. Sun. And I sat there going, What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm with you. I mean, Avatar. I'm sorry. I yeah. I'll fight me. Come and fight me. It's just <laughs> garbage. I'm sorry. It's just garbage. But if it's like it was, you know, your rules, your entire world, and your childhood, awesome. And we have a theme coming up about this. Things that, you know, and you're going to probably come and listen to the podcast we're going to do about stories that changed our lives or touched us or whatever. There's films on there that you will probably watch and, and fucking hate. That's fine. I'm talking about you to the general audience. And that's completely cool. If you love Avatar and you think I'm a dick, I respect you. That's great. But I don't think... Being a filmophile means that you need to watch all of that crap from the 70s and the 80s and the 90s. I will yeah, say. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I don't, I'm totally with you on that. I'm like, fuck all that. You don't have to, you it's need such to a see. Weird, it's such a weird attitude to have. I don't know. It's the same thing with music. Like You need to love I, Led Zeppelin or you're an asshole. I, people have told me that. <laughs> like, have you listened to the Beatles? No, not really. You're, you don't like the Beatles? <laughs> no, I don't. I'm sorry. I don't. Yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, that's just it's me. fine. It's completely fine. That's what I say. It's completely <laughs> fucking fine. It's like somebody were to come up to me and go, you better like Cab Calloway. You're a fucking asshole commie. I'm like, I guess he's all right. I mean, I love this in Cab, but I don't really. I don't know how that, you know, if you don't like bugle boy or the pointer you know the whatever sisters from the back in the fucking <laughs> world war ii days or you know if you don't like the hits of the 60s you're a fucking asshole i'm like <laughs> you have to just like what you like you know yeah my musical tastes have always been like that i mean i can sort of i'll pick some music of now and totally get it and then some of it i don't relate to and then some of it's actually pretty cool i mean like i'm kind of all over the place but i go and i listen to some stuff from the past or i watch old movies and i go what the fuck were we thinking this is not yeah. good this is not <laughs> a good time this is really dark and why would i tell somebody to go watch this as homework now i personally loved Shaun of the dead but i can see someone I mean, because I like zombies. I just, I like zombie genre and I've watched a bunch of it. But I swear, go back and watch Dawn of the Dead. This is where I get crucified. This is where a mob shows up at the house and just nails me to the front door. Not a big fan. I tried to watch it the other day. Maybe not the original black and white. Okay, I can still get behind that one. But maybe it's the sequels that I'm just kind of like, I can take take them or leave them. Mm-hmm. You know, they can be some of those early zombie movies or like the old Shaolin monk movies. I used to love me some martial art movies. But watching two guys in real time go through all these positions and do a 20 minute martial It's not a good time, guys. I'm sorry. And the old Shaolin master standing there flipping his beard and there's all these flash pans to the guy going, ha, he, ha. I'm sorry, dude. I just, I'm not doing it. Also, like, guys when I used to like date guys who were into prog rock and they'll go you gotta listen to this song man this is what I used to get what you're getting you gotta listen to this yes song and I love yes do not come for me for yes they are an amazing band I can listen to a few songs I've seen them in concert they are amazing I get it but I defy you to sit down and listen to an entire yes album in 2018 <laughs> okay unless yeah. you're just that dude right and it's like just the Allman Brothers three-hour-long dual guitar solos. (laughs) What the fuck, man? No. No. Life is short. So there's just things that I just like, (laughs) this like your taste, and when you like what you like, and that's what makes things, that's what turns pop culture on its head is when people go, I don't have to like all that stuff, that old shit, you know? Art is subjective, man. It's always been. It's completely subjective. And like again, like people like I know people who love their procedurals. They love the bachelor. They love the bachelorette. I have friends who look at me like I'm blowing a dog whistle and they're turning their head at me when I go, I tried to watch the bachelorette. I watched most of this last season and then about four episodes toward the end I lost my will to live <laughs> and felt like I was wasting my life. Because I felt dirty inside and I needed to go read the Bible. It was like, why am I doing this? So, but I don't, and then, the, but I get it. If that's your, if that's your crack. Yeah. If it's your crack, but I, I, so I, crack. I, 
I couldn't even probably get through an opening of that. I can't. It was just like, I was like, why am I doing this to my, it was just horrible. I'd rather eat I think glass. it's far more interesting to ask people why they don't like something that you like. Mm. Like, oh, that's interesting. Like, and as long as you can like stand it and be like civil about it, <laughs> but you can be like, so you think Andrew Garfield is the best Spider-Man? <laughs> Do tell. <laughs> I forgot that he even did that. I can't see anybody past Tom Holland now. Same. I'm just Toby like Maguire Tom who? Holland's my yeah. Spider-Man. I'm sorry. Wasn't Tobey yeah. Maguire? Yeah, I think he was Spider-Man. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I saw all three of those films. Oh, listen to you. I rewatched them recently. They're not great. <laughs> <laughs> Spider-Man Two. I think everyone can agree. Like the second one is the best. Yeah. Relatively the best. We can all agree the third one was not good. Or, yeah. You know, if you think it's good, that's fine. I don't know. I, again, it's like the I don't remember. Of like, I watched Tom why... Holland and Homecoming, and now I'm done. I don't need to go back yeah. in history. Yeah. yeah, it's like the science of why do people like different things? Well, I don't know. We were raised to. We're just raised with like certain standards of things that we like and things we don't, and, and then we just well, go from there. I love the variety too, though. I mean, it's fine. It's like there's probably people who can sit here and tell you, frame by frame, episode by episode, while season six of Orange Is the New Black was perfect and right on time, and it hit their their brainstem in a certain way, and they really interpreted this this season, you know, correctly. And the way the mm-hmm. writers meant it. It's like, for me, um, I'm not going to sit here and defend it, but like Twin Peaks to return, people are like, oh my God, it made no sense and blah, blah, blah. And I watched it several times and I'm like, it actually ends on a positive note. And that's the way I saw it because that's what Lynch does. And he gave us this really strange, fucked up story. Um, and I love that he exists. I love that he's weird as shit and... And I love a world where, you know, I love a world where we have Britney Spears and then, like, Nine Inch Nails. And I love that we have, like, EDM and, you know, maybe not some forms of other music that I won't go into. But, like, you know, it's Viva La Difference, right? Yeah. So, I, but I'm with you. If people go, why don't, you know, haven't you listened to the Beatles? I'm, I can, there's some Beatles. I like the later when they started, like, doing drugs Beatles. I like the drugs <laughs> Beatles. But, like, the Mop Top Beatles... I also have a bad connection to them because when I was in kindergarten, they used to play like the radio when we would take our nap. And I pissed the bed one day during my nap time. I was humiliated. (laughs) And I peed my cot during our nap time during yesterday. So I can't hear yesterday without going (laughs) back to the fifth grade where I pissed myself. (laughs) And I've tried to reclaim the song and it's a brilliant song but i just have pissing my bed and being then you had to wear wear the the clothes that the school had in the, in the hand-me-down secondhand pile and i think i was wearing an old man's flannel shirt and like a diaper and some ill-fitting like man shorts it was just i just went home humiliated so i can't and and it kind of ruined the beatles for me to, for a long time <laughs> So that's so funny how that works. You know, like you associate things where somebody breaks up to you in the car and you're listening to that BG song and like fuck the Bee Gees for the rest of your life or whatever your thing is. No, the Bee Gees are delightful. I love them. They're amazing, but I'm just saying. Okay. Kind of we, we kind of sort of like set up what we're gonna do in our next theme. So I think we're gonna have a lot to talk about and go specifically into the, the stories that we like the most that changed our lives. And then maybe that by then Andre will have watched Deadpool. Decided it is garbage, <laughs> and will tell us why at the end of the podcast. <laughs> I'm expecting you to hate it. I mean, you've already told me. You are? That's so interesting. I'm expecting that you're just going to straight razor hate it, and you're going to come back and be like, why did you make me lose almost three hours of my life watching this garbage? I told you I didn't like it. Fuck off. We are no longer friends. So <laughs> that's, I'm just, I'm, I'm thinking that's how that's going to work out. So, yeah. That's going to be interesting. <laughs> I'm a very positive person. All right, you guys take care of yourself and uh, get enough uh, rest and uh, drink a lot of water. And if your pee turns dark, you're dehydrated. Just want to leave you with that. All right, (laughs) I love you. Peace. (laughs) Peace.